back to Life of Education TV. I'm your host, Natsune. Today, we have a special guest, Stefan. Uh, he's a former semi-professional football player from England, turned into a world-class fitness coach. He's best known for his high-quality and result-producing coaching method, producing 21 world-class winning models. He's also a founder of Bodyproof, who has been featured by many accredited magazines, including Cosmopolitan, Women's Health and Fitness Magazine, and Men's Health Magazine, who helped numbers of clients making the positive transitions on their body. His name is Stefan. So let's welcome. Uh, welcome. Hey, Natsune. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, welcome, welcome. So I, I know that you mentioned like your passion around uh, your business right now when we were like first introducing each other. Can you kind of share uh, why you do what you do a little bit? Yeah, for sure. You know, like I love health and fitness and I love seeing people be healthy and mm-hmm. live in the life that they want. And it's all tightly interlinked. And, and the reason that I'm here doing what I do mm-hmm. is actually quite interesting. It's quite an interesting backstory behind it. And when I explain to people why I do what I do and why I love it, mm-hmm people connect with it a lot better and, and they and they really understand why I do it. Um, mm. So when I was a young lad, one of my best friends died from ill health. He had cancer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that was really heartbreaking for me. Right. And then mm-hmm. as I got a little bit older, mm-hmm. my granddad died from lung cancer. He was a smoker. Mm. All I ever knew of him was plugged up to an oxygen machine. Mm-hmm. I'd go around. It was like a scene out of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. This man that could hardly talk and he'd have his, He'd have the oxygen mask over his face and this big like R2D2 machine next to him pumping oxygen in mm-hmm. with no relationship at all. Um, mm-hmm. so that was very sad and traumatic as well. And then as I got a little bit older again, my other granddad, he died from Alzheimer's and diabetes. Mm-hmm. Diabetes led to Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's led to uh, testicular cancer. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he had three major illnesses and, and to see my hero de- degenerate through ill health it was, it was heartbreaking um mm-hmm. so that's that led me into health and fitness and then obviously mm-hmm. being a high level football player playing mm-hmm. at a semi-professional level i wanted to perform at the best that i could perform at i wasn't the best technically so mm-hmm. i had to be the best physically if i went mm-hmm. onto that football pitch mm-hmm. i knew that i was playing against 11 players that were better than me so i had to make sure that i was physically the mm-hmm. best on that pitch mm-hmm. else i just wasn't going to keep my position in the team it was as simple as that Mm. and then because I was so fit and healthy it started mm-hmm. leading other players other players started following me hey mate mm. can you help me can you help me mm. so I started coaching people mm. and then I came to uh, Australia and when I came to Australia I saw that you could make a living out of health and fitness mm. um, and I wanted to take my physical fitness mm-hmm. to the optimal level I wanted to be the best that I could be mm. and being brought up by a father that was bold mm-hmm. and skinny Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that bold, skinny guy. Mm. So the fear of being mm. bold and skinny led me into bodybuilding. Mm. It was the fear that led me in the path that I chose. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being a bodybuilder mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're fit and healthy. It mm-hmm. means that you're lean. It means mm-hmm. you're very lean. You're very dedicated. Mm-hmm. And it probably means you're very heavily unbalanced in your life. Mm. When you're Sorry, you go. Oh, when did you realize that? What you were training? Like, did you feel unhealthy or something? Or yeah, yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. 
all these events led me into bodybuilding and bodybuilding i was trying to get to the optimal health and fitness mm-hmm. driven by fear i didn't want to die like my friend i didn't want to get old like my granddad i didn't want to be bold and skinny like my dad so in mm-hmm. fear these events traumatic events led me into bodybuilding mm-hmm. i wanted to be the best healthiest fittest biggest version that i could be mm-hmm. to push myself away from these fears and trauma traumas mm-hmm. and when i was preparing for my second bodybuilding show the state mm-hmm. titles in western australia mm-hmm. i was looking great everything was going well um and my girlfriend left me she left me after the state titles before the world titles she mm-hmm. she packed up and left um and that was a reflection of of my life at that time mm-hmm. i was so heavily um into the bodybuilding world that I mm-hmm. completely neglected my relationship and, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend left me and mm-hmm. I had to prepare for the internationals on my own heartbroken mm-hmm. um, and I had to get, get myself ready I went mm-hmm. to the internationals I came second on the day mm-hmm. uh, went back to Australia um, mm-hmm. and there was no celebration just sadness mm-hmm. just ill ill health mm-hmm. ill in the mind ill in the body mm-hmm. my hormonal profile was completely ruined mm-hmm. um, my psychological state was in poor health as well mm-hmm. um, I was just in a bad way my life was in a bad way and, mm-hmm. and then that made me realize it was like pushing away from ill health and going into the bodybuilding world doesn't mean that you're healthy being lean doesn't mean that you're healthy mm-hmm. looking like that doesn't mean that you're healthy like there's more to it than that Mm. And, and this is why I'm so passionate about health and fitness and helping people mm. be the, the healthiest, happiest, leanest versions of themselves, mm. not only on a physical level, but in a cognitive level as well. You have mm. to be able to perform mentally well, as well as looking physically, because if you look good, but you can't think properly, then, you know, it's, it's completely pointless. And, and they're both so tightly interlinked. Mm. So and having I a good get... understanding of these, it just helps me to get people performing well and, and, and looking well and have better quality of life. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. I, I hear a lot of passion, like relating to your uh, personal story. So that's really nice that you have found something along the journey. So my first question, I actually prepared four different, actually five different questions to ask you today as a um, nutri- like nutrition expert. Um, this is something, some of them related to my book directly. And I wanted to kind of have, um, you know, like a biological, uh, opinion about this topic. And then the first thing goes, so physiolo- physiologically, what is our most productive state of body condition, uh, from like mind and also body? Okay, so the, 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 these questions are really in depth. Um, mm. And I'm going to answer these. I'm going to try yeah. to stay in my lane. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about anything I don't understand. And hopefully, the information I get across is mm. on a level and of value to the listeners. Mm. Um, there is so much mm-hmm. to the, the mind body connection and being in an optimal state of health. Mm-hmm. We could never cover it in one podcast. And the true extent of the connection between body and mind and achieving optimal health and optimal performance, Mm -hmm. we don't even understand it fully as yet. Mm -hmm. We're still learning. Mm -hmm. The the science behind human physiology is an incomplete study. Well, science in itself is an incomplete study. We don't know, we don't have all the information, but Mm -hmm. we are working towards it. Every day we strive towards gaining more information. Mm-hmm. And in 50 years time, I'm really excited to see what happens. But in 50 years time, mm-hmm. we're going to look back at what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say, that's an A. 
we were so primitive mm -hmm. in our approach towards health and fitness mm -hmm. because we just don't have enough information as of yet. Mm -hmm. When we think of health and fitness, people think, oh, it's been around forever. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how can we not have all the answers? Mm -hmm. But the reality is health and fitness wasn't even a, a subject, wasn't even a topic until 1940s. It wasn't until after the Second World War mm. that America started producing mass-produced foods, mm. processed foods, mm. that health and weight management started becoming an issue. It just, it just wasn't. You know, everybody ate mm. naturally homegrown, wholesome, seasonal foods. Mm. We were all active. We didn't spend time on the internet. Mm. Uh, we didn't have processed foods. We weren't having fast food restaurants. Mm. Everybody lived a different life. And it was only after the Second World War that this started changing. So when we look at health and fitness information, it's mm. all very, very new. Mm. Um, and what we're learning now mm. is, is, is going to just completely blow up in the next 50 to 100 years. The information we're going to have mm. is going to make our approach look very primitive now. Mm. And the basis to optimal physiological position mm. and of, or of, of performance and health, mm. it's different for every single person. So mm. we have genetic factors. Mm -hmm. And we have environmental factors. Mm -hmm. Now, the genetic factors will tell us the person that we were born to be. Mm -hmm. The environmental factors will affect the epigenetics of the per individual's DNA mm -hmm. and control how they interact with the environmental factors. Mm -hmm. So the, the genetic factors are like the handgun. Mm -hmm. And the environmental factors are like the trigger that pull that handgun to mm -hmm. cause the reaction. Mm -hmm. so what works for me and gets me to optimal health optimal performance and what gets you to optimal health and optimal performance mm -hmm. it's going to be completely different mm -hmm. I see. every single person on this planet is mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. we know that mm -hmm. but we need to take that knowledge into our health and nutrition and our approach to optimal performance mm -hmm. so to give you an answer mm -hmm. the answer is we can't say, we can't give a blanket answer. What mm -hmm. we can say is every single person on this planet is different and we mm -hmm. need to take that approach into our health and wellness and fitness and performance mm -hmm. and understand how you perform, how well you respond to certain stimuluses. Mm -hmm. How do you perform to carbohydrates? How do you perform to high dietary fats? How do you perform to seven hours of sleep a night? How do you respond to caffeine? How do you respond to stress? How do you respond to gluten? How do you respond to dairy? Mm -hmm. There's so many factors and it's like an ongoing study. Mm -hmm. So what works for me today mm -hmm. may not work for me next year either. Mm -hmm. So it's like we can't just do work for a year and then we've got the answers set. It just doesn't work like that. Human physiology is never static. It's always moving. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be your best performance your best state of health mm -hmm. your best your best performing person that you can possibly be mm -hmm. you need to have a base understanding of yourself mm -hmm. and then have a system or a structure that you continuously work through learning about yourself mm. so this is very very, very complex and we're yeah. getting there <laughs> at the moment mm -hmm. like what we're faced with is like this giant warehouse of potential and information mm. right now We've got like this window mm. and we're looking through the window and we can mm -hmm. see all this information and potential in there. Mm. We just don't know the full extent or how right. to access it all just yet, mm. but we are getting there. And there's some stuff that is that we can do and we can apply. Mm. That's going to really help every single listener mm. get their self to optimal performance. And, and I think you had a couple of other questions that were sort of linked to that. 
Right. So actually, I have a following question given your statement right now. And well, first of all, it's my statement. I think this is very interesting insight because a lot of us who's not so uh, well knowledge about the fitness and you know nutrition health. Um, I think a lot of us as consumers, we tend to think that we have one size fit all solution and we just needed to find that like crack that code and then get that one solution that will work for everybody right but then you're putting the message that that's not how it works and i think it makes so much sense right because when you look at life of course like you have no one size fit all solution neither so that makes sense and then the second thing i wanted to say is so um i'm kind of getting idea that it's probably part of the service you provide for your customers, maybe. And then if, so if that's so, or if you do it for your personal level, like what are like a easy, uh, easy to share sort of measure you can do, um, somebody can do? Yeah, so what we do is uh, we'll do some high level testing to get as much information as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Then we will design training and nutrition and lifestyle um, protocols to fit that individual. And then we have to track and monitor the progress of the individual retest at certain points to see how they're responding and change things accordingly. Mm. But some basic things that anyone can do today that mm. they can do right now mm. is just stick to some basic fundamentals of health and nutrition. Mm. We all know every single part of human physiology mm. and psychology is interlinked. The way that we think, the way we act, the way we respond, our mm. characteristics, our, our mood, our energy, mm. our skin quality, our cognitive function, our ideas, our creative pathways, everything is interlinked. The person that you are mm. is the result of the actions and the decisions that you take, mm. the foods that you eat, the way that you sleep, right. the time that you go to bed, the work that you do, the people that you interact with, everything is interlinked. Mm. And some basic fundamentals that we can stick to today mm -hmm. are, we know that we need to sleep, mm -hmm. We need, we need to have not just adequate sleep length, but adequate sleep quality. Mm. So there's a massive difference. People can lie in bed for eight hours. doesn't mean they're sleeping well. Mm -hmm. So we need adequate sleep quality. Mm -hmm. We need good, wholesome, nutritious, mm -hmm. seasonal, homegrown foods. Okay. So if you're eating processed foods, mm -hmm. like this is really, they're not terrible for the body. Mm -hmm. It's just what we call better and worse choices. And if you want to be at an optimal level, we need to take this into consideration. We don't want to have a diet that's based around processed foods, mm -hmm. but we also don't want a diet that's 100% healthy foods mm -hmm. or wholesome foods, mm -hmm. because this has a psychological effect on the individual as well. Mm -hmm. So a bodybuilder, for example, they would have 100% clean food, right? Chicken, broccoli, beef, asparagus, mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. Because it's the best choices for their body, but it, yeah. it has a psychological effect on their brain mm -hmm. because we're then we're, we are removing the individual mm -hmm. from love and those occasions and interactions and social mm -hmm. events. So you need to have a balanced diet. We need to have mm -hmm. it based around wholesome, seasonal, fresh, organic, locally grown sources of food. Mm -hmm. But you also need a little bit of leeway there where you can have some of the foods that you enjoy. Go out with your friends and have a fast food. Go out and mm -hmm. eat at a restaurant. Eat that ice cream with your girlfriend on a Saturday night because it makes you connect. Mm -hmm. We need to have a little bit of balance with your nutrition as well. Mm -hmm. We also need to have um, interactions with people, humans. We need interaction. Yeah. We can't just be isolated. That's also very something that's very relevant nowadays 
Mm. People are having less interactions with people. Right. Um, and we need to have community as well. Mm. If you can be a part of a community, that's very good for your physiological and psychological health. Mm. Um, I think something that we can always do as well is, and this is such a simple, simple thing to do, but can be so effective. Is, is at the end of each week, just do a review. Mm. Just do a review on your health, mm-hmm. your relationships, and your career. Mm. But is this and, something that can be based on how you feel, or is there something specific you need to measure in order to track your record? Yeah. So when we look at health, you can you can if you just write an honest review of your health, mm. you can see how you're getting on. So mm. if you've got digestive issues, if you've got cognitive fog, you're not thinking very well, if you're moody. All of these things are a sign that something isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. Something that's some, somewhere out of balance. And we can't just say that it's nutrition because it could be something else that's affecting mm-hmm. you. But what we do know is processed foods, mm-hmm. bad food choices, these will have a detrimental effect on your gut microbiome. And your gut microbiome has a direct link mm-hmm. to your brain. Mm-hmm. I see. So we know that the, the vagus nerve, and that's spelled V A G. U.S. the mm-hmm. vagus nerve has a direct connection from the brain to the gut if, if you go away and study the vagus nerve it's so interesting mm. and this vagus nerve connects the gut to the brain and to what extent and what control mm-hmm. it has we don't know yet but what we do know is if your gut is in poor health or your brain is in poor health it has a direct correlation or a direct effect on the other mm, so we all hear the gut feeling my gut feeling that that is 100 correct like you will feel emotions through your stomach because of that vagus nerve mm. so obviously if you have a bad diet we have a gut bad gut microbiome mm. that is going to affect the way that your brain works and the way that your cognitive function works your personality, your characteristics, the way that you think, the decisions that you make, how sharp you are, how alert you are, that's mm-hmm. all going to be directly affected by the nutritional choices that you make mm-hmm. and the standard of your overall health. Mm, I see. So I'm going to actually move on to um, next question. I guess it's basically um, f- further discussion of what you just kind of mentioned, which is that I was going to ask you, how can we create this productive state by food, exercise, habits, right? Like something that we kind of already touched. Is there something? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So obviously, like, we want to be in this productive state where we can be productive, make good decisions and, and have that creative thought process, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we want to look to achieve. And, and, and what we can do to, to help us get into this state is, is first of all, understand that we have different chemical pathways that get pushed around the body mm. and external stimuluses mm-hmm. will signal to the brain mm-hmm. that we need to be in a particular state and the brain will then send a message to the central nervous system which will then signal chemical reactions within the body mm. and if we want to get into this creative productive state mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we're relaxed and we're activating what we call the power sympathetic nervous system Hmm. Are, you, are you aware of that you, you, you no actually one? i want you to explain it if you may <laughs> yeah okay so if we have external sources and hmm. come into the brain signal to the brain hey we're in a really good 
relaxed position. Everything's fine. We're safe. We're comfortable. The brain will send a signal to, to the central nervous system to, to activate power synthetic nervous system. We get certain chemicals pumped around the body. And this allows us to be creative, to be relaxed, to be sexually aroused, for us to digest our foods. Mm. This is where we get the best response. Mm. Now, the trouble is, in modern day society, mm. we have so much external... Sorry, I'm just going to take a sip of my water. No worries. <laughs> take your time. <clears throat> we have so much external stimulus, mm -hmm. which stimulates the opposite. I'm stuck at the traffic lights, lights. Mm -hmm. I'm late for work. Yeah. My kids are in the back seat screaming. I've got the gas mm -hmm. bill to pay. My boss is on my case. And my husband hasn't spoke to me for two days. Right. You've just stimulated the stress reflex mechanism mm -hmm. 10 times in one second. Mm -hmm. The complete opposite of what we want to be achieving. Mm -hmm. So but what we need to do mm -hmm. is be aware that there's so much external stress. Mm -hmm. It sends us away from where we want to be in terms of productivity and creative thinking. So we need to understand that by allowing ourselves to be stressed, we're not going to be productive. We're not going to be our best performance. Mm. We're not going to be making the best decisions. Mm. We're not going to be able to produce the best work. So we need to understand this and take action to help us relax and stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system. Mm. The best way to do that is through deep breathing. And straight away, as soon as you go into deep breathing patterns, this sends a signal to the brain to slow down your heart rate and put you into the parasympathetic nervous system. It's the mm. most productive way. Mm. So what I used to do when I was in my work environment in the office, mm -hmm. I knew that I couldn't be in that parasympathetic nervous system all day. I just couldn't do it. It was stress, emails, people coming in and out. Right. So what I would do is take the time to go and create little pockets of productivity. Mm. I would just leave the office. I'd walk around the block. Mm. <sighs> I'd purposely take mm. time mm. to do deep breathing. And what we want to do with our deep breathing is mm. breathe in, but we want our belly to move before our chest moves. Mm. So if we breathe in, you do this 23,000 times per day, and the majority mm. of us all do it incorrectly. Oh. If you put your hand on your chest and your hand on your tummy and you breathe in, mm. the majority of the time it's your chest that moves first. This is keeping us in our sympathetic nervous system. So we want to make sure that when we breathe in, it's our stomachs that move first. This is going to help us get into our power synthetic nervous system. So you just breathe in, making sure it's your belly that moves first, and then exhale slowly. This is going to help us get into that power synthetic nervous system. Mm. And then when, when we're on the way home, what we want to do is just switch off from work altogether. So mm. what I suggest to people is put their favorite music on, mm -hmm. put a comedy show on, start relaxing. When you get home, to keep all your electrical devices off, do a bit of reading, spend some time with loved ones, interact with people. Don't mm. just sit there at the computer screen with light on. Again, light tells the brain you need to react, you need to respond, send those synthetic nervous system signals around the body, mm. switch those off. So electrical devices off, interact, eat nice food, eat the foods that you like, spend some time with loved ones, read, switch off, unwind, deep breathe, mm. go to bed. That's the best way. Um, so there's some there's some activities you can do there as well. Obviously, mm -hmm. we want to avoid processed foods, get some good quality foods in. Mm -hmm. And also, the quality of the food, I said, naturally wholesome, locally grown foods. Now, the better the quality of the food, the mm -hmm. more micronutrients these foods are going to contain. Mm 
So when we talk about like a beef burger bun from the from the fast food store, mm-hmm. this is going to have carbohydrate content, but very very low micronutrients. Mm-hmm. So micronutrients are vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. So people don't talk about these because they don't understand them well enough. But you want wholesome, locally sourced, local organic foods because these are better minerals and vitamins. Mm-hmm. And the more minerals and vitamins that you can have. So fruits, vegetables, meats, lots of different colors, lots of different variety. Don't just eat the same food sources all the time. Mm. These micronutrients, these minerals and vitamins, these contribute towards brain signals, cell reproduction, Mm. protein synthesis, um, fat oxidization. We need these micronutrients for every biochemical reaction within human physiology. And if we're short on these micronutrients, you're going to be performing and living at a suboptimal rate or a suboptimal level. Mm. People misinterpret what foods they need and how important micronutrients are. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's meat and potatoes. It's this and that. It can't be too far wrong. No, it needs to be locally sourced, seasonal, homegrown, organic food sources. Mm. The less processed they are, the better. If it comes in a packet, like... Just look for, look for a locally sourced option. It's mm-hmm. so much more better mm-hmm. for your cognitive and physical performance. It's unbelievable. Mm. And did you mention about the variety? You need to create variety? Yeah. So what we see, in, especially in boys, boys will do this a lot. They'll have the same breakfast every day because yeah. it's easy, the same lunch because they like it. It's easy to prepare. Mm-hmm. They have the same tea every day because yeah. they, their digestion feels good. Mm-hmm. And what happens is it's like, your gut microbiome is like mm-hmm. a rainforest. And if we're just fueling it with the same foods every day, mm-hmm. it's like your rainforest is like a bamboo tree and a parrot. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's not much of an ecosystem and it mm-hmm. won't survive. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have a very poor rainforest. Mm-hmm. But if we can put kiwi fruits, oranges, beef, chicken, eggs, dairy, if we can put all these different food sources in blueberries, strawberries, asparagus, potatoes, your rainforest is like the Amazon. Mm-hmm. So much fertility ver- ver- in there. Mm-hmm. It will live and flourish. Mm-hmm. And it will have a massive impact on the way that you are as well. The mm-hmm. energy, the color of your skin, mm-hmm. how fresh you are, how much energy you have, your mood, the way that you react to things, mm-hmm. the way that you can think. Like What we, what we see is poor nutrition mm-hmm. gives people physical signs, right? Mm-hmm. You'll look at someone that has really poor skin quality or they'll be overweight. And you go, this person must have a bad diet or they have an unhealthy life mm-hmm. because it's physical. We can see it. Yeah. But the trouble is physical signs, mm-hmm. they come so much further down the line than cognitive issues. Mm. So if you're eating foods that you don't digest very well, you have a poor diet, it mm-hmm. affects your brain power way before it affects you on the physical level. Mm. But we can't see it. We don't understand it. We don't know it well enough. So people don't realize that they're just thinking and their brains aren't working properly. Mm. They don't realize it until they start getting physical signs. The guy's overweight. Like, mm. There's no way he can be performing and doing his job properly. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Mm. But the thing is, the, the, the mental effects of poor nutrition happen so much earlier than that. Mm. But what exactly are you referring to when you say mental effect? Like, is it you feeling sluggish? Like, what is it exactly? Yeah, for sure. So the brain has like, I'm not going to get too in depth. I don't understand it 
on that much of a level. So the brain has neuro neurotransmitter pathways. It has brain waves. Mm -hmm. Everything gets processed through the brain. Mm. And your nutrition fuels those pathways. Mm. Your environment fuels those pathways. Mm. If you have a poor environment, you have poor nutrition, poor health, mm -hmm. these pathways just don't work properly. It's like your body. If it's mm -hmm. injured or you're not eating enough, you, don't, you can't perform physically. Mm. And it's the same with your brain. It just can't perform well enough. Mm. So when, you, when your partner comes home mm -hmm. and, and she says, oh, you didn't did wash the dishes up properly, you're going to respond in a, in a way that you know is not right mm. because your brain's not working properly. You're not going to respond as well. Mm. Or if your boss says, hey, can you get this job done by six o'clock tonight? Mm. I can't work that fast. Well, you can if your brain was working optimally. Mm. But because you have a poor diet, a poor environment, your brain's not working, so you're not going to get that done. Mm. Maybe you. Or feel if you need to, mm -hmm. yeah, if you feel stressed, exactly, it affects the way that you think and the way that you interact and the way mm. that you perform. Mm -hmm. And and um, and I'm sorry, I lost my chain of thought there. But um, yeah, but basically, the nutrition, the way that we are, that healthy we are, the age that we are, the, our physical activity levels, all affect the way that our brain performs on a neurological pathway. Mm, makes so much sense. We need, we need to understand that mm. our physical health mm. affects our mental health mm. and our things that we put in our mouth the things mm. that we're allowed to look at think and listen to yeah. affect the way our brain works mm. you you will not understand what you're capable of until mm. you're in a really good state of mental health mm. i agree with that yeah so actually number three i wanted to uh, flip the conversation and ask you something new uh, so part of my book actually the first part of my book talks a lot about creating courageous decision in life and also going into the second part of my book also talks about uh, creating resilience in life so I wanted to ask you um, about this the third question is physiologically what does it mean to be scared of creating courageous decision in life or what does it mean to not have the energy to keep challenging ourselves in the to overcome hard hardships in life? Yeah, so um, I hope I answer this in the right way for you, not saying because obviously I want to give you the right information, and sometimes I get a bit carried away and go off on little tangents. But I'll, if you pull me back into line, if I yeah, no worries. Off, I mean, I've been enjoying very much, like whatever. Yeah, all the information. So yeah. as human beings, mm -hmm. we like security. We're, we're yeah. used to being in, in groups mm -hmm. um, and everybody has their role within that community um, yeah. and as society has evolved that's mm -hmm. evolved slightly but basically we need communities and when we look for change and we look to be better or we want mm -hmm. to improve on something we have to step away from our role we have to step out of our community yep. and that's stepping out of comfort that's mm -hmm. stepping into the unknown so on a primitive level if you left your community you left your responsibility within that community mm -hmm. you didn't have the you didn't know if you were going to be accepted if you were going to survive mm -hmm. and that's basically what we're fighting when we make a courageous decision mm -hmm. so on, a, on a mental level it's very hard because we're walking into the unknown and on a primitive survival level our body will stop us we'll try to stop ourselves from doing that because it's dangerous mm. obviously that takes energy it takes courage and we need to fuel that with correct nutrition correct sleep correct environment and being healthy like mm -hmm. Way that we can perform and function at best is what we in a position or in a state what we call homeostasis optimal health mm -hmm. when you're healthy and fit and everything is working 
well mm -hmm. this is when we can make the best decisions and take the best actions mm. if you're not sleeping well you're not eating well you're not exercising properly mm. it's going to affect the way that you do things and mm -hmm. it affects the energy that you have mm -hmm. whether you absorb nutrients it takes energy to do these things it's hard mm. but these need to be done for us to succeed for us to succeed mm. we need to be able to move forward we need to challenge ourselves mm. and take on risks and be courageous that's how we that's how we succeed and move forward in life yeah is there any sort of like a hormone in our body or brain chemical or something that you can think of that directly kind of relates to those topic yeah 100 percent. so every single thing is tightly interlinked mm. everything is interlinked there's not one hormone that's going to help you think better there's mm. not one food that we can put in your body that's going to help you perform better but mm. what we can do is if you're doing something that's wrong if you're eating the wrong food or eating too much of the wrong food or you're not exercising enough that has an effect that has a chain reaction within the body then all of a sudden you as an individual your homeostasis is removed you're now in a position where you're not working optimally mm. so it's a combination of everything mm. it's not just one thing everything's interlinked and if you're eating the wrong foods that's mm. going to affect your gut health and your gut health is going to affect the way you absorb the nutrients mm. and the way you absorb the nutrients affects your energy and so on and so on and so on so mm. what we need to do is look at everything as a whole and work mm. towards that optimal health that homeostasis mm. um I, I think yeah it's it's just we just need to look at everything as a whole and that's mm. going to help you perform better mm. okay so so, so it, it, it is it is hard to say just just one thing because mm. everyone's so different and we do need to look at it as a wholesome well-rounded approach mm. um yeah i mean i can't say one thing's going to be better than anything else but what mm. we can say is poor sleep processed foods mm. a poor environment they're mm. going to have a detrimental effect on the way that you perform mm. so it's about avoiding bad things rather than looking for something that's going to help you perform better I think I can also kind of relate to my personal experience where whenever I realize that I'm practicing like unhealthy habits or unhealthy diets, and I'm a pretty health conscious person too. I try to try my best to do it. I'm not an expert, but I try my best to do it. Um, and whenever I have the bad diet or bad everything, like I, I catch myself more often being caught by self-doubt or being caught by like a you know, negative thoughts just you know nasty nasty self-talk just you know and so i i completely understand uh your stand from you know like everything you take in is what you make and then so that that's what i believe too anyway so um this is gonna be actually um one of our last question so i know a lot of people are curious about anti-aging topic of anti-aging so i wanted to ask you like um what does aging do to our body due to our psychology and then is there anything that we can do to kind of delay the process of anti-aging i mean aging yeah yeah for sure so um human dna will only ever allow us to get to about 120 125 years that's that's the oldest human dna will allow us to get and we can't extend that beyond 125 unless we start playing around with human genetics and and that's a bit beyond where we are with science right now and also on a human rights level as well it's a little bit beyond where we're at as well so 
what we're looking at is 120 to 125 years. Um, but what you're talking about, Natsune, is how can we improve that quality of life within those years? We can extend it, but how can we make sure we get as far up that line as we, as we can and, and that we look and feel and perform at, at, at our best for as long as we possibly can? Yeah. And like we said, everything's interconnected. Poor, poor diet, poor environment, too much stress. All of these things are going to start the aging process quicker. Mm. Um, what will happen is just naturally, as you get old, women's estrogen levels will drop men's mm. testosterone levels will drop this mm. will affect the way that we perform physically and mentally um, and start aging us so what we can do is is support this hormonal profile so that your hormonal profile when you're 20 is going to be mm. different to when you're 50 yeah we always want to, we always want to have that hormonal profile of when we're 20 so, <laughs> um, what i say to people is and this is relevant for people wherever you are in the world mm. uh, we would look at the a good wholesome nutrition but we'd also look at these five supplements as well so fish oil mm. and we'll be taking three grams a day mm. magnesium mm. vitamin d mm. a multivit mm. and adequate water those five things mm. are really going to help you prolong your mm. life and improve life quality mm. interesting from a physiological yeah. point of view those five supplements Mm -hmm. what is going to make up the deficit between what you need and what you treat your nutrition will give your body that's the, that's the best thing we can do mm -hmm. and then protect that hormonal profile good sleep quality improves mm -hmm. testosterone levels mm -hmm. the better your standard of health is the better you're going to work through menopause mm -hmm. the healthier you live the better the quality of your life will be the longer you will live and the younger you will feel now when we look at um age rejuvenation they call it nowadays mm. what we're doing is we're putting hormones into the human body from an exogenous source so when we're 20 we might have a testosterone level of like 30 and then as we get older that testosterone level might drop down to like 11 mm. so what we can do is the age age um rejuvenation doctors will just inject testosterone into human physiology mm. and take that hormonal level up Mm. it's gonna make you feel better it's gonna make you feel younger it's gonna give you more energy so we can look at hormonal um therapy um mm. to, to, to improve that life quality but then there are obviously consequences to that as well it's not natural um it's not what's supposed to happen so there has to be a detrimental effect if mm. we take that route mm. but the best advice is we can never extend life beyond 120 125 years mm. Unless we, unless we start messing around with human genetics. What we can do is focus on the quality of life that we have within those years. Mm -hmm. And that comes from working on yourself, making sure that you're at the best standard of health possible, mm -hmm. learning about yourself, working on yourself, and being the healthiest version that you can be through good nutrition, good health choices, good wellness, mm -hmm. physical and mental, um, and, and working towards that homeostasis. Mm -hmm. I think society takes us away from homeostasis. Mm, why do you say that fast food more work mm. hours more pressure more right. stress mm. it just pulls us away from it and that's why mm. we're getting such a high level of of serious life-threatening illness nowadays it's because mm. the quality of our life and the quality of society is pulling us away from mm. homeostasis and optimal health mm. do you think it's gonna those, do you think this no, sorry, you advanced like do you think this that is gonna be carried out and then that's gonna be even more pushed as we you know as we move on to the next generation 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, human human nature will always strive for um, progress. It's it's in our nature, and that's the one thing that separates us from every other animal on the planet. Right. We have that internal motivator to evolve and to progress. So society is never going to slow down. People mm-hmm. thought COVID would slow everybody down and show everybody that you don't need this, you don't need to do that, and maybe it will change the world. It's a lovely thought, but they don't understand human physiology on a deep enough level. Human physiology will always strive to evolve and 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 progress. It's never ever going to stop. The more people that come onto the planet, the more society is going to put pressure on us. The more society is going to pull us away from health, um, and the more downregulated our environment is going to be, and the more downregulated the quality of our nutrition will be. So as the years roll on, there's more and more emphasis on doing the right things and looking after yourself the best possible way. Otherwise, you will be susceptible to long-term illness, serious illness, life-threatening illness, um, and the quality of your life and the productivity of your brain and work output will be seriously downregulated and affected. It's so relevant and important Mm -hmm. that we can't even, I can't even describe it to you. Mm. I I call the average human being on planet on this planet at the moment. Mm. The only way I can describe it is like zombie nation. That's how I call it. Don't mm. be a part of a zombie nation. Mm. They're just going through. Their brains are foggy. They're underperforming, mm. underachieving, right. in a bad standard of health. The amount of people I speak to in their thirties that are like having midlife crisis. Mm. I'm just in a rut. I just don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Like, it's just incredible. Like mm. how are we allowing ourselves to get to this standard? Mm. I see. I just think like when I see the average person go to work, I'm like, how many productive hours are they actually going to give their boss today? How many productive hours are they actually going to get out of that head today? Mm. Yeah, I agree. So I think we had really thought provoking conversation today. So thank you very much uh, for coming on to my show. Uh, before I end this conversation, I want to, um, I want to see where people can find you. So my website is www.teambodyproof, so T-E-A-M-B-O-D-Y-P-R-O-O-F.com.au, or you can find me on Facebook, Stephen Arnold, and Stephen is S-T-E-P-H-E-N, or you can find me on YouTube or my podcast, just Mm. search for Bodyproof, and I'm on those multiple channels, just reach out, and I'm, I'm always happy to help people. Perfect. So I will actually uh, link all that on the description so people can find it easier. Yeah, I hope I didn't waffle on too much and going off on tangents and lines that you didn't want me to discuss, but I'm hoping that there's a lot of value there for people and, and I'm yeah, hoping that people definitely. can take that and work towards optimal performance and health. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you so much. Actually, I found the very last thing you said was very like awakening call for me. Like I didn't really look at our... I guess our state of you know humanity in that way that we are getting busier and busier every day as we progress like as a species and I never looked at it like that so it's very interesting so yeah that being said once again thank you very much for (laughs) thank you very much for today's conversation and I will see you next time (laughs) thank you Nassane yeah bye